0: Hello and welcome once again to The Brink and Kia Ora from New Zealand for episode 3 of the rebooted return of the show and we welcome your company from wherever you are listening right across Australia, New Zealand, the world um, and Sudan. I noticed actually uh, looking at our listeners from episode 2 we had a Sudanese listener apparently so uh didn't even realise I had the internet in Sudan, so it's obviously getting improved there. But I am speaking to you right now in a car. They have them in New Zealand now. It's uh, quite modern and new, and uh, we are on the road driving back to the beautiful city of Hamilton. I say we because I'm not actually driving and talking because that is illegal. Uh, but uh, the person who is driving this car is a man who you might know from such shows as Survivor Oz. I do of course speak of the one, the only, Mr. Nook Chester. Nick, welcome to The Brink.
1: Thank you, Ben. It's nice to be here.
0: Now can I get you to say the title of our show? The Brink. The Brunk. The brunk. The brunk, yes. I'm affecting
1: it just so, you know, to give you a laugh. It's actually not that bad. No,
0: it's not. It's not really that bad. But uh, we've uh, we've been travelling around uh, your beautiful country, at least in North Island today, and uh, been here for about 24 hours at the time of recording. Went to Rotorua today. We went luging and uh, up a gondola and went to some mud volcanoes. And it's not like ass, but it was actually sulphur. But you're almost being a bit of a tourist yourself today because you've never been to some of these places as well well have you?
1: Yeah no it was the first time for me going to visit a couple of places um, given that I lived in Rotorua for 18 years it uh, you know it's taken me a while to get there but yeah it was quite cool to check it out and uh, yeah I'd recommend it to other people.
0: It's a, it's a very interesting place actually for Tasmanians who've never been here it's very similar very green very hilly it uh, reminds me a lot of home but it's my first time I've actually been to New Zealand and not just visited the airport um, so again learning a lot and uh, doesn't make it too hard for Australians to bag the crap out of New Zealand when you walk through the Auckland airport and within five minutes you're hearing a sheep bear sound and um, today I can say uh, with the thanks to Nick we entered a sheep today didn't we?
1: Yeah, technically you're correct. Technically you are correct, yes. Now, now, when
0: I say that, it was actually a building. We didn't just go and do the New Zealand thing of having sex with the sheep. Well, not yet. We haven't done that yet.
1: No, no, that's on the list for tomorrow. Yes,
0: but uh, what was that town called? You know, I forget these places where we entered the giant sheep.
1: So that was t So it's a little a little town on uh, State Highway 1, which runs the length of the country.
0: Right, and I just can see a sign as we drive past it then. Says the number one. But no, Nick has been a great tour guide. We're experienced a lot of places. And throughout this episode, we will uh, hear a variety of uh, different experiences. And we'll probably bring you two episodes this week. Just uh, not only is a catch up from last week, considering that I didn't have a voice for most of last week, so it was a bit delayed. But probably because I want to experience a, a fair bit of uh, what we're going to be doing this week and bringing it to you and all that sort of jazz. We'll obviously this episode bring you other segments. We'll do another Wow That Is New segment and another Flat back segment and hopefully none of our former guests will die um this week so we won't have to do a tribute like we have the last couple of episodes no disrespect to, to max walker or tim franklin of course but um 14 kilometers or, or hamilton and only 149 to auckland at the moment we go to auckland if you want to go there today yeah
1: well i mean new zealand's a small place so it's not like aussie where you drive 15 hours to get anywhere
0: right exactly exactly uh, but looking forward to bringing you some exciting stuff And including, actually, one thing I wanted to touch on here really quickly. And we might do this sort of a running thing throughout these episodes of New Zealand. I went to a shop today and uh, happened to pick up a book called Favourite New Zealand Jokes About Australians by Katrina Power. Now, is this a thing that I'm missing? Like, we like to bag out New Zealanders, but do New Zealanders secretly get off on uh, ripping shit into Aussies?
1: Well, yes, it's a kind of you know big brother, little brother relationship. You know, it's like the American-Canada thing, I guess. Um, okay. Yeah, we just we just take the piss out of the the words you use for things. So, for example, what you would call a thong, we would call a jandle. A jandal. And a thong to us is underwear. Like that's like a that's like a g-string basically. That's the
0: Americanized version of it, pretty much. As well, yeah, yeah,
1: exactly. Yeah. yeah, yeah.
0: But it's funny in purchasing this book, and in purchasing at the same time a pen with sheep on it. It cost me $16.60, uh, which, again, it's quite interesting to hear. This. I've been well-behaved in my accent ripping shit into, haven't I, Nick, so far?
1: I'd probably give you a um, yeah, a minor pass, I um, suppose, a, yeah. A
0: yeah. minor pass, yeah, all right. I'm trying to find a good joke here. Let's, um, let's read you a joke here from the book, Favourite New Zealand Jokes About Australians. How can you tell when an Aussie's been in your freezer? There are love bites on the leg of lamb. Isn't that a New Zealand thing? No comment. Okay. Um, all right. I, I hope these are actually funny. Uh, a little Aussie boy got lost at a circus, so went up to the policeman and said, I've lost my dad. Have you, mate? said the policeman. What's he like? Beer and women, said the boy. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>, no. <laughs> this is kind of shit, isn't it? Uh, how can you tell if a stepladder is made in Australia? It has a sign at the top saying, stop here. Is this, a, like, do New Zealanders think Australians are dumb?
1: <laughs> that would seem to be the running theme here, right?
0: Apparently. Um, then we drink a lot. Actually, when having said that, we did, when we went losing, the guy did ask, oh, where are you from? And Australia. Oh, there's a pub down the bottom for you. So, again, are we just alcoholic, you know, drunkens to New Zealanders? Apparently so, yeah. yeah. And I was wearing my old Survivor Oz shirt into a New Zealand version of Woolworths called Countdown and uh, had an australian flag on it and i got sort of a comment in the shop uh did you hear about the aussie who wanted to be buried at sea six of his mates drowned ty- trying to dig a hole um,
1: <laughs> yeah. i think we're getting to the crux of this aren't we There, kiwis think aussies are dumb
0: wow okay then so we clearly i didn't know this was a thing oh this one's mean what's the smallest room in australia The Australian Hall of Fame. (laughs) Now, come on. That's quite
1: good. That's
0: racist. (laughs) Um, I'm discovering something about New Zealanders here. All right, well, we'll read from from some of those throughout this episode and other episodes. We could do some
1: research first and find the funny ones and then read them.
0: Well, that's a good idea, isn't it? You would think we would do that beforehand because this isn't live and we could edit and go back and do this, but if you've ever listened to any of my shows or other shows that I've been involved in, generally we get lazy and just do whatever the hell we want. I mean, you listen to a lot of podcasts now. You're used to listening to good podcasts, so you're probably glad that you're no longer involved in Survivor like, Oh, God, that was shit.
1: Well, I think editing's for losers. (laughs) <laughs> you know that's what people with too much time on their hands you know
0: exactly who has time to edit when you can go and see mud volcanoes and buy books about jokes on Australia so uh, yes The Brink in New Zealand uh, I feel like I need Nick to say that for me The Brink in New Zealand thank you very much one thing that is very well known when it comes to Australia and New Zealand is that uh, we sort of don't like each other even though I think we do like each other but it's more of, I guess, a sibling rivalry, or I guess as they would say over here, a sibling rivalry, and um, I guess it's kind of a, a fascinating thing to be over here and experience a few different uh, opinions from New Zealanders, particularly the book, as uh, we mentioned earlier in this episode, which I uh, don't have any jokes on me right now, but Nick, what, what do you feel is the general perception of Australians uh, over here? I mean, you've obviously been to Australia a few times, so you, you've kind of experienced it the other way, but... When it comes to over here and you talk about Australians, what, what generally do New Zealanders think?
1: Well I guess probably what we think of as Aussies as being kind of a bit arrogant, um, they think they're better than us. Um, that, that joke book was kind of weird because it was kind of talking about us oh, sorry you guys as being like dumb and i'm not sure that's the impression hmm. um i could be wrong but i don't think that's the general impression and i think we just like to make fun of each other's accents i mean that's just a pretty standard thing um but i mean we always take a lot of a lot of pride in beating you guys at sports and stuff like that i mean that's an obvious thing
0: well, when, when does that happen Nick? It does,
1: it does happen sometimes <laughs> It happens in rugby, but it should happen in rugby because that's, like, our national sport, and when we lose that, that's not good. But we, you know, we've gone toe-to-toe with you in cricket recently. We haven't been too far behind the ball, uh, and um, the Olympic table was probably closer than, than the Aussies expected it to be this time around. So, yeah, we have our moments. Not as many as we'd like, but I guess if you're putting everything into, you know, like, per capita basis, we do all right.
0: So we, we with the accents... Um... You now it's easy for us to take the puss uh when it comes to new zealand accents but so he's had a thing over here so do new zealanders like to what what are words that new zealanders like to mock australians for saying
1: well i think in terms of words like you know, you give you give me a hard time for saying like six isn't sucks, sucks. sucks. That, yeah yeah whereas we're like we hear it, you guys saying sex sex so that always cracks us up um but I think it's just like I always remember watching Aussie TV, and there been a, a you know an Aussie policeman, and that always cracked me up. Um, so I think it's just the kind of sometimes the way it's said. But even it's like you know those colloquialisms as well. You know like you know what you call thongs, we call jandals. You know and thongs are g strings to us and that kind of thing. You know so it's just those kind of those weird things.
0: What do, we, what do I learn before you called or what we would call a shack? You call a a batch?
1: Yeah, yeah. We call it a batch, which is kind of like based on it you know that's where a bachelor would live in kind of like a run down kind of shack or whatever like a bachelor pad yeah yeah kind of yeah so it's become like
0: you know you've got a batch at you know whatever beach it might be yeah that's that's fascinating um yeah, it's, it's interesting. I didn't realise that was a thing that New Zealanders talked about, our accents, because obviously, um, as you have learnt a lot on Survivor Oz and uh, throughout many times in us talking, is we do like to mock your accents. But uh, I've noticed a lot... It's, it's, it's weird over here, like, just hearing people talk and just hearing it. It's like I always thought that... Not all New Zealanders really kind of had that accent. It was kind of like a lot of them sounded Aussie, but said a few words differently. But I don't know. I think it really stands out over here that so many people sound sound like you. Yeah, I guess so.
1: Yeah, yeah. So and and I've noticed the same thing when I go to Aussie. I mean, you really notice it. I think probably too. One of the things that we as Kiwis notice is that it always feels like a lot of Aussies. Like if we're in Australia, that Aussies talk a lot louder than us, mm-hmm. that might just be a perception, but that does seem like something that a lot of Kiwis pick up on when they go over there as well.
0: Well, and we also, I know in going to America we get said we talk very fast, I don't know if that's a New Zealand thing too, but apparently yeah, Australians talk very fast.
1: Yeah, I think that is too for us, like we do talk quite, a, quite quickly, um, yeah, so Americans don't talk quickly.
0: Ah, well, I think they just like to take their time to understand it because they don't understand (laughs) our accents, you know, when we're just speaking perfectly normal English. And closer English, I guess, to actual English than American English, which they kind of butcher the language. Yeah, yeah, that's right, yeah. Shouldn't really be bagging the Americans out too much considering I'll be there in a week and uh, a lot of them might be listening. I'm discovering New Zealand products as well. So, obviously, L&P, which we talked a lot about Survivor Oz. We, We went today to the town called... Hi, Thank you. Uh, where LMP was originally from, and I've got LMP next to me right here. It's like a Chilean lime flavour, an LMP milkshake, uh, which was interesting. And how would you describe LMP to a listener who has no idea what LMP is?
1: I guess it's kind of like a, an, a slightly off-flavoured lemonade. Really, um, when you pour it into a glass, um, you'll notice it's kind of like a like a dark yellow colour. Like it's not really like a clear lemonade colour. Um, and so it's just quite I guess it's probably more subtle than it's not super sweet and it's kind of just more subtle of like a lemon lemonade kind of flavour so it's called L&P like lemon and Pyro, which is where it came from but what I learned today which I didn't know was that Pairua had like a, a spring had spring water there which is why they used that water because it was thought to be really good quality so that's where the Pyro name came, came from it's now bottled in Auckland which is our biggest city and has been for kind of like you know, 30
0: years it's it's interesting actually because I had some LMP about two you no know, it was last year actually um in Ross uh, going through the lolly shop there and yeah I did a video of it and basically ripped shit into it and Nick wasn't too impressed. Like you're you're dusting our national drunk um, but like today, this chili and lime one's better, and the milkshake actually wasn't too bad. It was, you know, again, it's not that strong flavour, but you finished it, so I can't be too bad. I did finish it. It was, it was good. But um, also the so the the lollies that we're gonna try at one point. The what are they called? Pineapple what now? Pineapple lumps.
1: So it's kind of like a chewy pineapple. Almost like a nougat type of chewy thing, covered in chocolate, yeah, which is pretty good.
0: So is that, is that a New Zealand thing, they like pineapple, or...? Yeah, I'm not sure why
1: we've we've singled out the pineapple, but yeah, it's just one of those things that we've always had, and it's it's pretty good. And the ice
0: cream that I'm going to be trying at some point, what, what's explain that one again, because that sounds really good.
1: Oh yeah, so we got the jelly tip ice cream, so we'll try that on the way home today, and uh, that's just basically like a vanilla ice cream block covered in chocolate, but kind of like the top couple of inches of it is there's like ras- frozen raspberry jelly which is really nice
0: so we'll, we'll do a video and we'll put that in our youtube collection that you can watch of course uh via our youtube page it's generally where you watch youtube ones is there any other pressing i mean we had fos shops on a beach which is very new zealand um and you sort of we got a pack like a ten dollar pack and we got fish potato uh what were they called again Fritters. Fritters, thank you. I've I've really got a bad memory all of a sudden. So instead of potato cakes, potato fritters and uh, sausages, which they were just literally like sausages, which was very interesting. Um, Any other New Zealand dishes that I'm not um, aware of that perhaps are out there to try?
1: Well, I guess we've got... A hangi which I won't make you try, which is kind of like a traditional kind of Maori food, which you know it's like pumpkin and meat and potatoes and stuff like that, and they normally put it with hot rocks and it like cooks on the ground. Um, it's never been something I'm particularly uh, fond of, to be honest. I um, yes, yeah, so I wouldn't I wouldn't put that upon you, but if we if we come across one over the next couple of days, then yeah, I'll make you have one.
0: A ah, hungy, it sounds so um, appealing. Do you have damper over here? No. Do you know Do you know what damper is? it's like a bread eh like yeah. wasn't that on Survivor yeah so it's kind of like it's yeah it was it was on the Australian one when Colby in that winter. it's just kind of it's just like flour and water and I think you do add something else to it but it's just like traditional bushman's food and you cook it over a campfire and uh, yeah. I mean they do have fancy ones you get in like restaurants and shit but like yeah. we used to make damp when we went camping and it's quite nice you have Billy T over here don't you yeah we do yeah Billy T, T.
1: Billy T's very different to us though because Billy T is our most famous comedian ah. Billy T James yeah
0: okay right there you go didn't know that learning a lot about here uh, in New Zealand but uh, one thing actually that, um, which uh, no doubt we'll put something in the YouTube clip uh, at some point uh, in Hamilton where obviously I'm saying where Nick lives, there is the, the tribute to Richard O'Brien the creator of uh, the Rocky Horror Picture Show, a giant statue of him and a, a mural that says uh, how to do the time warp. I'm so tempted to go back to that spot and actually have you film me do the time warp.
1: I'll stand behind the camera and watch you make a fool of yourself. That's totally okay.
0: Well, we're going to do that at one point because got to come to New Zealand, the home of Rocky Horror Picture Show, which is something I don't think anybody ever probably realised, and do the time. I actually noticed on that wall it said you are on the Time Warp cam, so people online could be watching me do the Time Warp live.
1: Yeah that was not something I actually realised so that could be quite interesting.
0: Very much so we're, we're driving on a road here right now which we just had to drive through a massive spray of water uh, just for our listeners right now where, where where are we driving right now Nick? Give us the, give us the tour guide uh, of where we are right at this instant
1: Ok so we're driving right through the middle of the Coromandel Peninsula so if people are looking at a map of New Zealand they'll find Auckland pretty easily and then just to the east of Auckland there's this big peninsula which is called Coromandel and it's kind of like a famous beach place. There's some really nice nice beaches here. And we were on the east coast of the Coromandel Peninsula this morning uh, in uh, Whangamata. We're now driving right through the middle of it and we're going to come out at Thames on the other side and we'll almost be able to see Auckland from Thames. There you
0: go. We can almost see Auckland from Thames. But uh, this is The Brink in New Zealand bringing you a couple of special episodes throughout the week and recording a lot and putting it together and you could enjoy it and learn a little bit about uh, this country, the land of the long white cloud. I've asked you that so many times, about why that's called the land of the long white cloud, and I think each time I ever pulled you up on the spot and survived, Roger, you didn't know. Have you learnt why it's called the land of the long white cloud yet?
1: I think I've got some homework to do, Yeah, that sounds like. Yeah.
0: All right. We just we like to put a knock on the spot. But, um, yeah, cruising, going, and um, this is the Bronck in New Zealand. On the last episode of The Brink, we brought you a classic live performance from the show's history. That was, of course, the Wolf Brothers performing live on the program, celebrating their ARIA nomination. We liked that segment so much, we thought we'd bring it to you again and bring you another classic live performance this week from our very good friend Adam Cousins. Now, for those of you outside of Tasmania, you might not have heard of Adam. He's a local singer-songwriter who has done great guns across the state, taken his music nationally, released CDs, had his uh, songs... uh, featured in several TV shows and other forms of media and uh, doing great guns out there in the world, became a very good friend of ours on the program, was one of our most frequent guests in the 11-year history of The Brink, and uh, he helped celebrate a big milestone for us back in uh, 2011 when we celebrated our 300th episode, wrote us a song to celebrate the fact that we had reached 300 songs. So let's hear that right now. This is Adam Cousins, meanwhile... Had him on the show enough, you think I know how to say his name. Uh, Adam Cousins performing Brink Radio live on the Brink back in 2011.
2: Here we go on tour again. Pack all the guitars in the van over common odds that you wouldn't believe With the beats and melodies hidden up our sleeves 46 shows across five states 22,000 Ks without touching the brakes From Tassie up to Queensland And back again And yes, the road is long, hard and cold So thank you Brink Radio You always support us as we go Now you've made 300 shows Ben is the DJ on the dials Flicking switches, making miles Thank you, Brink Radio This is your 300th show Hobart is where it all begins It's a hometown, we get treated like kings A drummer has a new girlfriend Every time we play here, he really needs to learn to share Play the show with Donovan Frankenrider How does it make you feel when you singing beside you? Pretty relaxed, let's get the van back on the boat to the mainland And yes, the road is long, hot and cold So thank you Brink Radio You always support us as we go Now you've made 300 shows Ben is a DJ on the dial Flicking switches, making miles Thank you Brink Radio This is your 300th show
0: So Here in beautiful New Zealand we do have to continue on with our regular segments Including this fantastically awesome segment that you are already getting to love in our third episode Well this is news and we certainly love that introduction And we also love the introduction because uh, we have a special guest joining us this week Wow, this is news. It is, of course, New Zealand's favourite podcast host, Mr Nook Chester. Nook, you've already been heard throughout this episode. I don't know why I'm introducing you again, but um, you're the first time I've ever had a guest for this uh, segment so far in the podcast series, so welcome. I'm honoured. Very honoured. You should be. Um, Now, we're going to bring you sort of a New Zealand edition, so to speak. We've tried to hunt the internet for um, New Zealand-based weird news, and I uh, haven't really had that much of a success. So... Um, there's no news in New Zealand, is that what you're Well, about? Well, there is, but um, it's a bit slow here in New Zealand. Yeah. Um, hence why the only one that I could find are the top 10 New Zealand odd stories of 2013. So, I mean, this is fairly new, right? I mean, New Zealand standards? I guess so,
1: yeah. Yeah, well, we use the abacus to tell the time and things like that, so yeah.
0: Well, I mean, it could have been worse. It could have been like 2003, but um, I'm sure you've uh, heard these. Now, these are according to newshub.com. A reputable source when it comes to New Zealand news? Yeah, it's in, you know, you know the top two, I would say, of, of three, so yeah. Is that because there's only three in New Zealand? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, um, the introduction here reads, New Zealand can be a very strange place. Is it something in the water? The Hamilton City Council thinks so. Right, We're, we're right here. You work for the Hamilton City Council, do you not? Correct. All right, so we'll be careful what we say here. Um, or perhaps it's the chemtrails as infamously espoused by wannabe politician Colin Craig. Now, is there a story behind this? Do you know what this is talking about? Uh, the chemtrails conspiracy—that you know that the government's
1: dropping chemicals on us from, um, from planes—and you sometimes see the, the the clouds in the sky. Colin Craig is a, uh, a um, slightly less likable version of Donald Trump, I would say.
0: So, so, New Zealand's Donald Trump? It
1: doesn't have nearly the charisma of Donald Trump. Or the hair, or? No, it doesn't have the hair either. No. Doesn't women
0: in certain areas. Um, you might have to read the papers to find out about that. Well, uh perhaps if I see a New Zealand paper I will do exactly that. Um but okay, so these are the stories from two thousand and thirteen. Uh pair charged after drunken pork chop fight. Now I don't know if you have you might have heard of these news stories three years ago, not too sure. Two men wasted no time in booking their spot on this list. As the rest of us were pretending to know the words to Old Lang Syne and making resolutions to never drink so much, we got into drunken pork chop fights with neighbours. Two drunks on the North Shore were doing just that. Uh, now, the North Shore, that sounds like a sort of a proper area. Is that sort of like the, a nice part of New Zealand? Where's the North Shore? Um, it's in the north. And it's there's a shore there. There is also a shore. Yeah, it's in Auckland. Yeah. All right. Okay. Um, so they were under the influence of alcohol, stumbled into a hungry neighbour's property, and um, they broke into a fight and struck each other in the eye with a pork chop. They were charged with disorderly behaviour, breaching bail, and appeared uh, in the North Shortage. I mean, this is three years ago. I'm sure they're probably in jail or dead. I don't really know. Is this a common New Zealand thing to fight with pork chops?
1: Um, it's not one that I was aware of. You would assume it would probably be a lamb chop, but you know, it's a, it is a. Pork
0: well, you know, I mean, I was going to say that, but you made the joke, not me. Uh, going through these, uh, life's tough when you're living on the streets, particularly the hellish inner-city streets of Invercargill. Uh, am I pronouncing that correctly? Uh, yeah, in the cargo, get close enough. No, I just we're learning that I'm pronouncing these things terribly this week. Uh, so it didn't, shouldn't come as a surprise when a dog called Oscar turned to a life of crime, launching daylight robberies at a local dairy, caught on CCTV, pinching a dog roll with street value up to five dollars. The best thing about this whole story, Oscar only had three legs is this a is this a thing in New Zealand dog crime i mean you're a dog owner nick i mean is this something that your dogs like to do I'd
1: say it's probably a, a, a dumb shop owner more than anything else, letting a three-legged dog get away with a dog roll every day.
0: There's, there's something, there's a, there's a punchline in that somewhere. Not too sure what, but... Um, all right, New Zealand really had some funny news stories in 2013, apparently. Um, something about Darth Vader that doesn't really seem that funny. Um, Port Waikato's mysterious appearing house in Auckland... Uh, the difficulty of acquiring a house is pitched somewhere between the Black Caps achieving a test series victory and the 12 labels of Hercules, but in the Wakato they pop up into existence like quantum particles and the residents can't quite get enough. Just quickly while I get more into this, um, has New Zealand won a test series since 2013? Um, I, I'm going to say
1: yes, I don't know for sure, but I'm going to say yes. We've done pretty well the last couple of years. All right, they're not winning
0: against India right now.
1: No, well, we're not. We're, we've lost already. We're we're done. We're done there. Yeah, As the time of recording,
0: I, I can't talk either. Australia. I think just got thrashed by South Africa, but whatever. Um, so apparently, there was a house in somebody's front yard. Nobody knew where it was, and it suddenly appeared. So they've actually um, gone and written on this house, "If this is your house, please remove it." Um, again, a New Zealand thing. Houses just appearing out of nowhere. Um. Not that I was aware of. No, this is this is news to me as well. Clearly, because uh, twenty thirteen news just travels really fast here in, uh, in New Zealand. These aren't really that funny. Um, New Zealand and funny—do they go well together, Nick? I mean, come on, this is meant to be entertaining. It's my fault. I didn't do the research. So I'm just blaming New Zealand. But um, I mean I need to go get that New Zealand joke book. Um, so, people interested in a red necks. Franchise. The Rednecks, of course, they did uh, the 1995 hit Cotton Eye Joe, one of your favourite songs, I, I can imagine. No. Do, do you know the song we're talking about? I know the song, yeah. I couldn't even pretend that I liked it. Okay, so I uh, went to number one in New Zealand and 11 other countries, sold 4 million copies to date. Uh, they're a Swedish band, um, and a New Zealand franchise of the band has the rights to perform as rednecks in, in New Zealand. Uh, the owner and head hillbilly, Jason Bermont, suggested bringing the band to New Zealand when he met a member of the original band. So Jason said, I'll do this in my best New Zealand accent, I was talking to the curator of the actual band, Pete Rines, and he was talking about bringing the band here without the logistics of having to get everyone over here. At the time, he was wanting to seal the band for a couple of million dollars, and that wasn't an option. So he said, how about having a Red Nicks in New Zealand? While he might not have heard from them in a while, the Rednecks have remained a go- going concert concern, growing. I can't even speak properly. A going concern since the heady days of the mid '90s, though so the group history reads like that of a blah blah blah. This is really not that exciting. So basically, a New Zealand person wants to create, well, did back in 2013 again. I'm sure this has happened already. Um, a New Zealand version of Rednecks. Is this a, again? I'm just, I'm intrigued, Nick. New Zealand. Do they just like to get '90s bands and start their own versions?
1: No, I'm not quite sure where this is coming from, too. But there is um, a few redneck areas in New Zealand, but you know, so really, rednecks New Zealand, really. Yeah, there could be. Yeah,
0: definitely. Have we been to any of these places yet? Uh, Maybe, maybe. Right. Okay. This one's funny. Sixty-four-year-old accidentally glues lips together. So in June, uh, a lady. Uh, An elderly lady in Dunedin had glued her mouth shut while trying to treat a tingling cold sore. Under undeterred, she rang triple one, which, as I learnt yesterday, is the New Zealand emergency number. Glad I knew that, actually, because, like, if I had, have, like, hurt myself, I would have been ringing triple zero. So, anyway. Um, it would
1: have worked anyway, though, because I think it's like, if you ring 911 here, it sends you through to 111 anyway.
0: So. Yeah, it does that in Australia, too, actually. Um, she used a series of grunts and taps to tell the operator where she was. How do you do that? How do you go, mm mm, mm. mm, mm, mm. <laughs> like Morse code M- sure. Morse code, right yeah. Well she's 64 So I guess they used that back then um, here. I had to tap on the phone One tap for no Two taps for yes And then it took a long time To narrow down the streets And then the numbers too Asked if she learned her lesson She responded Mm-hmm Wow. OK. Here, here's your man. Is this this man we are talking about before, Colin Craig? Uh, for a man who's yet to win an election, Colin Craig created perhaps more buzz this year, well, 2013, than any other politician. But there's another type of buzz Craig won't want to attract. Aldrin, whose opinion of the moon landing sceptics can be summed up in one piece, he got punched in the face a few years ago, he punched, oh, no, he didn't get punched, he punched a moon sceptic one. Craig later said in the media he had mischievously and inaccurately credited him with a belief in conspiracy theories. So basically what, Craig has believed in the conspiracy theories of the moon? Am I missing the point of this story, or do you know anything about this?
1: Yeah, no, he, w- he was a believer in the moon hoax theory, but he was also a believer in um, sending explicit texts to his um, his electoral manager and things like that too, which he shouldn't have been doing. So he's been a bit of a naughty boy all around as well as a bit of a loony. So um
0: yeah, he's he's an interesting fellow as Colin Craig. I think we're just gonna turn the segment into Colin craig 'cause I've just googled him. He looks a bit strange. Founding leader of the Conservative Party of New Zealand, a millionaire who owns companies in, in high rise buildings. Um he's against same sex marriage, a foreign ownership of land and anti-smacking, lets so he basically wants to smack people, doesn't want gay people to get married, and doesn't want um, other, company, other countries owning land in New Zealand, um, and so he's never been elected, I'm guessing? Definitely not. Right, so, I mean, is he still around, or has he
1: just gone into hiding since all of this? No, there was a big scandal just after the election, and uh, he had
0: to resign from his own party, basically. So, and this was the texting thing you were talking about, was it? Yes. Right, so I've just gone to votecolincraig.co.nz. Uh, vote Colin Craig for People Not Politics. Post-election news, completely empty. And if we click on his Twitter page, uh, Colin Craig NZ, he last updated in March and he only has 2001. This guy's actually kind of boring, uh, but clearly you've got to be in New Zealand to understand the relevance of this bloke. Yeah, he's um, a
1: bit of a dirty old man, really, basically. He's he's like that dodgy uncle, you know, that fills you up at, at, at Christmas dinner.
0: He's a good guy, my uncle, actually. You should have met him. Um, final one here. Man sells weed to pay for legal highs. An unemployed man from Nelson has admitted selling marijuana to fund his legal high habit. Mason Smith, 22, or as he's known uh, in New Zealand, Mason Smoth, uh, was remanded in custody after failing to adhere to previous court orders, including breaking curfew and drinking alcohol. Uh, his lawyer, Brett Daniel Smoth, said Smoth uh, was selling cannabis to get money for legal highs, and his offering was mostly limited to selling $20 tinnies, reports to Nelson. So basically, he's selling marijuana to get high or like i don't get this story do you get this story
1: we had a bit of a thing with legal highs um a couple of years ago where we were selling um kind of fake marijuana that was that was sending people a bit crazy right and uh, because it was legal
0: people were, were able to do it yeah so he was selling real weed to buy fake weed it looks that way, yeah. So it's a, it's a fake. what is fake weed exactly? Like weed that is manufactured to give you the same high but it, it doesn't or it does? Um, it's kind of like, well it's not weed but it's kind of plants and they spray it with like chemicals
1: and then dry it and then people smoke it and... It had never really been tested and so people were getting pretty wasted on it and it was giving them all sorts of hallucinogenic, um, you know, crazy spells and um, the government thought it would be a good idea to make it legal
0: and, of course, that backfired pretty badly. So essentially they've created a fake marijuana that is worse than the real marijuana, and it, but it's legal? Yeah, pretty much. Is it still legal? No. Okay, so is, what about real marijuana? That's still illegal as well. Okay. All right. Just just checking my laws here in New Zealand, just in case, you know, I happen to get some wacky tobacco or something along those lines. Very uninteresting segment of, wow, this is news. Um, New Zealand adoption. Um But... I, people with the pork chops quite I, I did. I really did. Like, I peaked too early. And then, I mean, again, you'd think I'd learn to read these before I actually talk about them on air, would you? I mean, I mean, I did use Hosea's show for 11 years, and I still never did that back then, so... Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, it depends on your how important you think research is, and we're starting to find out that you don't think it's that important. Well, clearly, research, not important at all. This is the brink, and um, I don't even know the meaning of the word research. Anyway, let's wrap it up. That's Wow, This Is News. We'll have more of that for you on Episode 4, probably, which will still be here in New Zealand, and perhaps Nick will help me with this little word called research when we actually learn what it is. You can move on to top stories of 2014 by then. Hopefully they will be uh, on the internet. Hopefully New Zealand... Uh, News Hub will actually fix that by then. We'll we'll soon find out next episode. Yeah, uh, Good day, mate. We are we are sitting here with the wonderful Kit and Jesse, Kit, Kit and, uh, and Jesse most well known for for us as Survivor Oz listeners from The Amazing Race season three, Australia, and for our New Zealand viewers from New Zealand Idol season two. Yeah, long time ride, season two, yeah long time I ride, two. Yeah. I love New Zealand Idol. <laughs> 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 you never watched it, the best. <laughs> You <laughs> yeah. were robbed. Should have yeah. been, <laughs> <should've> <laughs> been he's like, he's right, He's right. I want justice. <laughs> yeah. But uh, I mean, here in Hamilton, I mean you. <laughs> Clearly, Hamilton's number one for Clearly. Power couple. You know, I discovered uh, Richard O'Brien uh, is from Hamilton, but... Yes. Stuff rocking on a picture show. Or my uncle. Yeah. He's my <laughs> uncle. I'm Jesse O'Brien. Hey, there you go. Is that just a very He's uncle? not my uncle. He's not. Do the time walk. Do the time walk right now. It's, it's <laughs> just a step to the out of frame. <laughs> <laughs> we've, we've come here to the, the Good George, which again is a very long running joke on saliva um, And We've enjoyed beer. You've enjoyed my nuts. <laughs> um, <laughs> That was so tasty. I'm so glad you let him have my nuts. <laughs> yeah, it was, um, this is fun. This is good. This is awesome. How often do you get amazing race requests like this? Not not often no, at all. No. Pretty much, this is the highlight of, of 2016. <laughs> so <laughs> you'd be like sitting on the couch, like, oh, no one recognises I'm not famous. Why can't some random Australian come um, to? Not even just Australian. Tasmanian, I yes. Think. See, I can't even get away with bagging the accents out anymore. As soon as I'm like kitten tissy up here, it's, it's top choice poo. Tasmania, Tasmania. <laughs> My second head. You guys haven't been to Tasmania, right? No. I don't plan on it. <laughs> Yeah, I didn't plan to come is it come out. Is it me. not still in quarantine? Yes. Yeah, we don't let New Zealanders in. we smart. We're just, <laughs> we keep the rabble out. Like, you know, what, are you, what are you guys up to now anyway? Like, since everything, since the race, since all that. Yeah, we are um, busy with our kids. Our kids are growing up. Kids, our kids are growing up really fast. 16, nearly. How well? 16. 16 we nearly 13 and 10, and then we've got a little foster bubby and a puppy. Wow. So that yeah. takes a lot of our time. Very busy. And wow. then still playing music. Yeah I am, not you so no. You haven't started the music yet? No, no I haven't yet. No, no, yeah, yeah, yeah. Cat's okay. Kat, very busy with, with the foster bubby. Yes, the yes. family. Very important, weather's well, great. Yeah, good, good. And uh, no plans to go back on any other reality shows. Oh well, we're thinking Talk of making our own. Yeah, up right. with Theo yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, so I can really keep up. Well, well lot of <laughs> you don't get kidnapped in Paris? Oh, then no. oh, you know, I mean. Or yeah. anywhere. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, you can another play Tasmania. Yeah, I mean, okay. you know, we haven't gone there. Why not? But uh, we've enjoyed our evening tonight. Yes. Good George Brewing, and you used to play here. I, I have played here before, yes. Yes. Do Private, give us a right now. No, no, no. Sum us a song, just. Sum us a song, just. <laughs> Something in Portuguese, did you say? Yeah. Oh, Tucson. Do you remember it? Seco. Seco, Mavento. Time. That's <laughs> I, remember. I, I feel like, before we go, you need to do I'm ripping shot into your ipsies. Give us an Aussie accent. <laughs> I'm ripping shot into your ipsies. <laughs> <laughs> oh, do an Aussie one. Yeah, Aussie. Oh, I'm terrible at Aussies. you thinking, mate? Put another piece of kangaroo on me barbecue. That's not bad. <laughs> that's terrible. Can you can you do... No. No. Grant. 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 Free, Grant. 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 Uh, It's been fun. We've learned a lot. Kit and Jissy, this is great. Thanks, guys, for joining us. And uh, Simon and Tassie, we won't let you
2: in.
0: (laughs) One of our most popular segments so far on the brink, since we've rebooted it, is this next one. Yes, we're going for a flashback. Back in time to relive classic memories of the brink, which is kind of funny because we still sort of do that even throughout the show, but hey, whatever, this is our segment. We'll do it whatever we like with it. So we're going back to the year 2012. Now, we thought, given that we're in New Zealand it's important to maybe celebrate our rot history of talking about New Zealanders. And back in 2012, during our special London Olympics broadcast, of course, where we jetted off to London and broadcast from the Olympics, at least we said we did anyway. Uh, and, of course, during those broadcasts, we would get several, uh, quote, athletes on the shows. Athletes who'd won medals, athletes who'd done well at the Olympics, and athletes who we just wanted to talk to. One of those athletes happened to be... A New Zealander, so let's go back to 2012 and hear a conversation with a New Zealander. Charlie, what's going on next to you there?
3: I just don't know, because I think everyone's just become a bit overwhelmed because a New Zealander is in the studio and yes. you know there's a bit of rival we've got a british australian and new zealander yeah this it's, isn't the commonwealth it's a
0: bit tense uh we are joined in the studio right now uh, andrew nicholson who uh one was part of new zealand's team that won bronze in the uh, the team of venting in the equestrian uh andrew pleasure to have you on the show yes hello bin yes hello Tali. hello come and uh hello jimma is it jimma is that yeah. your name, Jimmer? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, th- thank you. I was a bit embarrassed there. I thought I, I wouldn't get on my accent. <laughs> went a little bit funny there. Yes, hello. Thank you. It's uh, great to be here in the Bronx. Um, I'm a big fan of the Bronx radio in general. Um, I just like to eat packets of chips while listening to the radio. And um, yes, I'm very honoured to be on your, your little show.
3: <laughs> thank you for coming in. <laughs> yeah, well
0: it's a pleasure. It's a pleasure, Tarly. I, I enjoy being in here in such a esteemed company. I will say though, I'm very disappointed actually. You want to know why?
3: Um why is that? Because
0: uh, Australia's beating New Zealand in the in the middle Tilly at the moment.
3: Oh yes. Well, you know what's well out of order? The British are totally dominating.
0: Oh, thank you, Jimmer, for chiming in there. That was uh that was good. Well you are, you're you're um well, I can't swear on this, Sam. You're, um, you're pooping over everybody else at the moment.
3: Yeah, we are. You, you We're, see- like, well good because, like, the Queen uh, is our, like, monarch.
0: Well, she is. She's New Zealand's monarch too, wasn't she?
3: I know, and she's Australians too, so I really feel that she's bringing everyone together.
0: Well, she certainly, she looked to be bored in the opening ceremony, though. She was tweeting, I believe. No. She was on Twitter.
3: Twitter. You like
0: using Twitter? You're laughing at my ex-in. now, you come. Com doesn't use Twitter. Are you a twit? <laughs>
3: no. so you like using we'll Twitter? Twitter, Kim. I, yes, I, I, everyone's on Twitter. You want
0: to know how many twi- tweets I do a day? Socks. Tone. I do socks tweets a day on Twitter. I love Twitter. It's better than it's better than Facebook.
3: I just feel you love saying it right now. Twitter. Yeah.
0: Oh, you want to you want to follow me so on that, Twitter?
3: What sport do you play?
0: I'm equestrian.
3: Oh, on the horse. I ride
0: horses. My name and my horses are called Nerio.:
3: Oh, okay.
0: Yes, yes, it's right. You won a solver, did you? A silver medal.
3: I did, in the, the <coughs> judo. In the
0: oh, the, I've never heard of that sport. What do you do in that one?
3: Um, You like wrestle.
0: Oh, wrestle. It's very
3: complicated. Oh, yes. Yeah, so I riding not think horse. you'd understand it.
0: No. In New Zealand, we've got at least only seven sports we're allowed to compete in. That's why we only win three gold medals. Oh. Yes. Does
3: your horse win a medal too?
0: It does, yes. It's uh, made out of carrots. Oh. Yes, so it can eat it.
3: Did you meet Princess Anne?
0: Oh, Princess Anne, yes, yes. She's
3: been giving out the medals. She's such a wonderful sod.
0: She's your sister, isn't she? No. Your sister on Twitter. Your Twitter sister. <laughs> your Twitter sister that tweets socks times a day with buskets.
3: It's really funny how we've just totally taken over the interview. Don't yeah, you? well,
0: I'll just step in there for the moment. Thank you, Gemma and Andrew. Um, it's, uh, Kim, I know it's interesting for you to meet these Olympic athletes because I know here in London you thought you wouldn't meet any. But um, we've got a bronze and a silver medal. Would you like to wear their medals? No. <laughs> no. <laughs>
3: okay. It's not gold. It's not good
0: enough. <laughs> uh, is it, what you're saying is it, Com, that if it's not gold, you don't want to wear it?
3: That's, like, well out of order. We're, I've trained really hard for my medal.
0: Did you know wanting bronze in New Zealand is like Australia winning gold in something? Did you know that? No. You know, that's it's like China. Well, China doesn't really matter. They just, if I they know. don't win gold, it's a bug doll.
3: I won silver. You did win silver. Australia.
0: You, oh. <laughs> you're welcome. Th- 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 it's funny. I like your humour. Let's big out Australia. And <laughs> hop hoopity-hop kangaroos. You know? <laughs> Shrimp on the barbie. Shrimp on the barbie.
3: Oh, what's Wait, that? You know? S- settle back. Oh,
0: come, come get on Twitter, would you? Get on Twitter with your Twitter sister.
3: You're just jealous because I'm a convict. <laughs> You're a convict.
0: Oh, that's a bit racist, bordering on racism, Tali.
3: That's well out of order.
0: What are you going to say about New Zealanders next, okay? We're convicts too, aren't we? I actually don't know the history of New Zealand, so I don't know how it started. (laughs) Apologies to New Zealanders, my own country.
3: Was it like Captain Cook?
0: Yes, Captain Cook. Captain Captain Cook is Twitter. You know what he said? He's like, I'm on a shop, lol. That's what he literally said. I'm
3: on a boat.
0: But he's on a shop. A shop, not a boat. That's called a shop back in the 1700s or the 16th century.
3: It's such a history lesson we're getting right now. I
0: know. Aren't well, the Olympics great? Don't you love the Olympics?
3: Bringing people together.
0: I know. I know. You can't do that anymore.
3: So, just a quick question. <laughs> How long did you, like, have you been a horse rider?
0: About six years and six months and six days. It's exactly so, six, six, six right now. So it's the, the anniversary. Devil. Yes. I didn't want to medal in, uh, in, in uh, where was the last? Beijing. Did that sound right, Beijing? <laughs> I didn't win a medal in Beijing. New Zealand didn't win a medal. We didn't exhaust back then.
3: That's really sad to hear that. How did Britain go? Um, We, like, dominated. You know, obviously <laughs> you've got America and they're doing things. But, you know, now that we've got the games in our country, I just really feel that we've done really well.
0: I'd like to say, Gemma, that you've gone from speaking Cockney accent really well to all of a sudden just speaking normally. What happened there? You, you said, I
3: just... <laughs> You know, people want like I can do the Mae West and I can do the Jack and Jill, but like Richard the tiff, Richard the Third, and laugh and Titter, Like everyone understands. Did you that. say
0: totter? Did you just say totter on radio? Yeah, totter. Yeah, Twitter on Twitter.
3: It's like a can of oil.
0: <laughs> Aren't the Olympics great though? Wasn't it? Just really. Let's just let's just, just sit back and, and, and revel in the Olympics. I love <laughs> the Olympics. Ravel. They're not disappointing at all.
3: <laughs> they really haven't been built up at all. I,
0: I think that um, I think Andrew just being a bit silly and trying to just sound very New Zealand today, which you know, he's making a mockery out of their accent. Really, you a know, mockery. A mockery. Are, are you saying that my accent's fake? Ben, Ben and Kum, Ben and Kum. What sort of names are those? Eh? You know, I'm going. I'm going to go. I'm going to go. Dream of silver in Rio de Janeiro.
3: I've already got silver.
0: I know, but I'm going to win silver. You know, when the last time New Zealand won a silver was? I don't even know because I don't even days think... days ago <laughs> probably. would be my guess. Uh, not as many as Australia has won. Oh, yeah, I went there. Yes. I'm going to eat some biscuits and some chips. Ta-ta. All right, <laughs>
3: Andrew. I don't know what's going on in this show today, Tali. I have no idea. Gemma's gone to go get a cup of tea. I know.
0: Kim, are you glad you come on this show today? I
1: wish I was still in bed.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm not sure about you, but um, I've got a feeling that guy wasn't real. I've just kind of got an inkling or an onkling, that um, there was a bit of an impersonation going on there. Not too sure. Good to hear my mum in the studio actually uh, completely forgot that uh, she was in London with us for several of those broadcasts and... um Yes, there we go. Classic memories from the Brink. And uh, no doubt we will find another one for you in our next episode here from New Zealand. We'll try and find another New Zealand memory because um, you know that we've spent plenty of time over the 11 years bagging the crap out of New Zealanders. (laughs) Had a very enjoyable uh, third episode of the Brink Reboot here from beautiful New Zealand and the first of two episodes we will bring you from New Zealand as personally I'm here for another few more days so we thought we would bring you lots of coverage from this beautiful country to the right hand side of our even more beautiful country but uh, still here with Nook, Nook hello still. Hello, yes, I'm still here. Yes, that that was his actual accent. He wasn't putting it on like I was. Uh, but uh, we thought we'd end today's episode by uh, going back over some favourite New Zealand jokes about Australians by Katrina Power. Now, we went over some of these earlier in the episode and um, they weren't, no. discovered that apparently we're dumb and... We've, of course, heard from Kat and Jesse before, and even we were talking to them last night, and even they were surprised that apparently this stereotype comes down to the fact that we're dumb. Yeah, apparently, yeah. Yeah. All right, well, let's read some of these jokes. Um, What does the Loch Ness Monster have in common with an intelligent, sensitive Aussie? Yeah. They don't exist? Pretty much. Uh, Some people believe they exist, but no one's actually seen either. Yes. That's, that's that's funny, right? Yeah. Well, I saw the I saw the punchline coming. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Once you read a few of these, you kind of know where they're yeah. going. Uh, well, like this one: Why won't an Aussie drive a BMW? Um, Not pass. He can't spell it. Yep. See, hilarious. Um, Bruce was approached by Jehovah's Witnesses, but didn't want anything to do with them. He couldn't. He hadn't even seen the accident. Because they're, uh, they're witnesses, oh, I... Like. Is that... No, all right. Uh, either either these jokes are really bad or New Zealand humour is really bad. I think you need to go and ask for your $16.66 bet. Yes, I do, I do. Um, yeah, OK. Um, we read... I swear we read some of those ones. I don't want to read these long ones because, I mean, these are disappointing enough for these short ones and they're not even funny. Um... The great Aussie game hunter was stalking the jungles of Africa, looking for lions and tigers to shoot, when he stumbled across a beautiful woman lying naked in a clearing. Wow, he said, are you game? She gave a seductive smile and said, why, yes, I am. So he shot her. <laughs> I keep putting the microphone over to Nick to get a reaction. He just has his look at his face. Yeah, it's just like, yeah, just glassy eyes, like, yeah. Yep. All right. Um... The only way most Aussies would end up having 500 men under them is if they worked in a cemetery. I don't even get that one. Like 500 men under them? Is, is that meant to be like in reference to the head of a company or something? Or like a gay orgy? Like what? <laughs> yeah, that one just doesn't work either. This one, which we said off-air, uh, why do birds fly upside down over Australia? It's not worth shitting on. Uh, what's the worst thing about Australia? It's a long way to fly needing to shit and not shitting just because you like it's a really long way to go it's a big country guys um what is the worst thing about australia it's above sea level um why can't you give an aussie more than 10 minutes for lunch if you did you'd have to retrain him (laughs) i don't even know if that makes sense like what
1: suggest uh, uh, the suggestion that they'll forget how to do their job if they're off it for more than 10 minutes
0: right okay what should you do if an Aussie throws a grenade at you pull the pin and throw it back yep right see you knew that one um this has almost turned into like
1: a quiz show rather than reading
0: jokes isn't it it it? is the Aussies have invented a new type of parachute it opens on impact what Seriously, Bruce well, – of course, all Australians strands called Bruce. Yeah. Bruce – we've got some dogs in the background too, by the way, folks. These, these, this is our audience for the, the end of this episode. Bruce gave up tap dancing because he kept falling into the sink because he's the tap. Right, right, right. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Okay. Uh, I only think a couple more. I think people are dying for the end of this episode if we keep doing these. Uh, Bruce went into the bank to withdraw a large sum of money. Can you identify yourself, asked the teller. Bruce pulled a mirror from his pocket, peered into it and said, Yep, that's me, all right? Yeah, yeah. Okay. It'll more obvious as we go along. Exactly. Do you know how many people work in the Australian Parliament? About half of them. Yep. Yep. Um, what's... <laughs> this is terrible. Who is this woman? Katrina Power? Is she like a famous New Zealand joke teller? She shouldn't be. Yeah, well, Exactly. Uh, what's the difference between an Australian and a computer? You only have to punch in information into a computer once? I was going for something along the lines of... Um,
1: that's actually quite funny, that one. It punched it, yeah. Except, yeah. I was going to go something along the lines of turning it on and getting turned on, but let's not go down that road.
0: Yep. Um, <laughs> yeah, like, again, we said at the beginning of this episode that we would go through and research these and... Clearly, that worked. Um, what's the difference between an Australian and a Neanderthal? Um, the Neanderthals got a bit of language or something. The Aussies didn't have the ambition to evolve that far.
1: <laughs> That's quite good. Okay?
0: <laughs> yeah. All right. Let's 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 one more. Let's find a.
1: You've got one laugh out of me so far, Katrina. One laugh. All
0: right. Let's let's get a semiish long one. This is to end it. Okay. Bruce, here, Bruce again, good old Bruce. What's Bruce ever done to anybody? Oh. he's Australian. Uh, Bruce picks up a case of Forex gold and puts it in the supermarket trolley. What do you think you're doing? Asked Sheila. Good Bruce and Sheila, fa- very famous Australian couple. They're on sale, only $15 for 24 cans, he replies. Put them back, it's a waste of money, snaps Sheila, and they carry on shopping. A few aisles further along, Sheila picks up a $30 jar of face cream and puts it in the basket. What's that? Asked Bruce. It's my face cream. It makes me look beautiful, replies Sheila. Bruce Nortz, so do 24 cans of Forex gold, and it's only half the price. Mm. Now that's funny. It's not bad. Yeah, yeah. That, that's that's good. Yeah, all right. See yep. you, you. You got a bit of a laugh out of there, Katrina. Look, we will find some more perhaps for the next episode just to to save face. Um so, yeah, thanks, Katrina. Uh, and thank you, Nick, for joining us for this uh, third episode of The Brunk. And uh, we'll, as again, do another one for soon. And you've got some interesting things to do with New Zealand, I think, planned for the next episode. So we'll be looking forward to that at least. Sure. Yep. I'll come up with something. You will, indeed you will. Uh, but for everybody listening, uh, as always, you can follow us on Facebook, facebook.com forward slash The Brink Radio Show to stay up to date basically with everything on there. Our YouTube channel is still cooking. We uh, obviously our first video up there to do with the grand final weekend and you will soon see one to do with our week and a bit here in New Zealand with little adventures across the way. Our easiest way to get these episodes, of course, is to subscribe directly to us on iTunes. Search for The Brink in your search bar or, of course, you can find us on other podcasts pod- past platforms uh, Wooshka is our server and you can find them directly there and copy the link that you'll find on our Facebook page into your podcast server and uh, again if you also would like to follow my personal adventures you can do so by uh, going to benjam international at uh, sorry dot wordpress dot com if I actually knew the address of uh, where on earth uh, I post blogs that might also help. So again, thank you for tuning into the brink for our third episode. We will be back for our fourth episode coming to you direct from New Zealand. In the meantime, keep sucking these oranges brew and good night. Mm-hmm.